0: Mike, Mike, and the...
1: Back. Welcome once again to another episode of Mike, Mike and Oscar. I'm your co-host Mike, one co-host also Mike on the line recapping the 2024 Golden Globes and what a show it was to kick off the uh, major precursor road to Oscar Sunday, Michael.
0: Well, if that kickoff was like to the front line, it doinked <laughs> off the guy in the middle, <laughs> it bounced off the other team and, and the other team still recovered it, but everybody on the, one team fell down. Spectacular could mean bad too, you know. <laughs> Here's the thing: we did get some good speeches. I think the Hollywood talent participated well. Uh, that that was the saving grace of the evening, and we got some good speeches, some good wins. Yes. I think we we're. I don't know if they'll be
1: back. But, yes, they participated well this year.
0: (laughs) But, yeah, this is our recap and reaction show to the 81st Golden Globes, the inaugural post-racial reckoning. We sold ourselves to ourselves and rebuilt the entire organization (laughs) from the HFPA into the Golden Globes Foundation at Dick Clark Productions, who somehow forgot how to design an award show on network TV. New Golden Globes, Michael. And yet,
1: people were still thanking the HFPA,
0: which I thought was hilarious. <laughs> Ludwig Garonson didn't get the memo, but uh, he'll he'll be happy to learn that. Uh, and, and RDJ was was nice to point it out. But we'll get into all of that. We're going to go chronologically today, and there's a ton to go over because we have an 18-page Google document.
1: Yeah, this is way too long. We're going to get through it as fast as we can. We will <laughs> recap what happened on the Golden Globes, obviously what the winners and losers were, and the, the winners and not winners, maybe I should say, mm-hmm. uh, and, and the impact that it has on the Oscars race. Uh, we can start as we dive right in. I don't know if you have any red carpet thoughts. The only major prevailing red carpet thought I had is... <laughs> mm-hmm. One, it might have been a precursor to how the, sh- the production of the show was going to be handled because it wasn't the smoothest running red carpet show, for one. Uh, but two, the prevailing thought that I want to comment on, Barbie was being taken to me as like this inevitability hmm. that it was going to win and that like it w- we shouldn't even talk about the comedy or musical category because it's such, I mean, this is Barbie's year. They even had a video package on Variety's red carpet
0: coverage that said the year of Barbie. I, I think Barbie could win the red carpet, every red carpet forever, hereto forthwith. Uh, I mean, that's just mm-hmm. where Barbie's going to win. It's not to say Barbie can't win other things, but it's going to win costumes. Mark Malkin, a variety could not get enough of all the barbie personnel i think i enjoyed him interviewing a lot of the barbie personnel and i enjoyed every other one of his interviews overall because he really went for broke on his questions (laughs) he asked everyone to sing and that was high awkwardness or high uh high comedy (laughs) one or the other (laughs) poor guy but that's a that's a hard job we always talk about it it is it's, it's it's a tough it's an impossible job I that.
1: think, in, you know, being the host is the same thing, and we're going to talk about Joe, Joe Coy. But interacting with these celebrities, Michael Che had a funny thing on uh, on Instagram this morning, reacting to the Joe Coy criticism, and he was like, "This is imagine going into the locker room and trying to get a laugh out of LeBron before Game 7. Yes. Like, these people are very—they're they're high-strung as it is, and they just want to get their trophies and go home. So, you know, it's, it's not the easiest night. It's certainly never the easiest crowd to— to win over when you're doing one of these awards and interacting with the personnel. So, yeah, very high degree of difficulty. And uh, Joe Coy had to face that. We go into the Joe Coy monologue. He was just tabbed as host about two weeks ago. Uh, It was dropped on All of Us, and he went into saying how it was a dream come come true, not just for me, but for everybody in here, and then went right into a Kevin Costner joke, which was kind of a tip-off to me that things were going to be a little askew because, okay, he's like, Kevin Costner is usually up on a mountain somewhere milking a a cow. cow." And... Like, that's funny, but you have to know the history of Kevin Costner with award shows to laugh at that.
0: Right. And it's kind of a safe joke, but it's whatever. I mean, it's a cowboy joke. Whatever. I, I don't know. I mean, it's like fine... Uh, great. Uh, he he did get into a the, like the one joke all night that worked for me. He talked he went about right into his mother. Yeah, Golden Globes. Yeah, Golden <laughs> Globes. Watching him as a kid and how his mom would always predict the women's, you know, the women categories correctly because it's Meryl Streep. Stupid. <laughs> he did an yeah. impression of his mom, which is always funny. I watched. I watched live from Seattle from 2017 on Netflix Sunday morning, and it was as funny as ever. So I yeah. I, I actually did not remember like his earlier earlier work i misspoke i misremembered that i i loved his specials from the late aughts when we were just turning on mike mike and oscar so joe coy okay. i've been a fan of his for at least the last six years and he he, he did all the mother stick and he, this was the lone mother joke didn't i say he needed to do at least three or four if, <laughs> or if just, not 17
1: should have just stuck to the hits yeah and then it uh. went precipitously downhill from there, and it was just a a couple of oof jokes in a row. He bombed on a Barbie joke, which was funny. I mean there's a there's a reaction shot of Selena Gomez literally putting her head in her hands when he does one joke. And then he bombs and then he, he goes right from bombing on that joke to blaming the writers, which is weird because Joe Coy is a writer coming off a writer's strike? And he's like, I just got this gig 10 days ago. You want We want a perfect monologue? Shut up. I wrote some of these, and those are the ones you're laughing at. He was
0: two it's for like, three at that point. Why, you know, just one joke went bad. Just move on, man. Just move on. And he was so
1: hostile from there on out. Like, he's challenging the crowd at certain points. It was just a weird... I mean, it was he was getting trashed on Twitter. He was getting trashed everywhere I read. He was getting killed on the radio this morning I was listening on. Uh, I think It was even like WFAN. Like, this was not received well, and a lot of it had to do with this monologue. I'm not going to go step by step through it, but there just wasn't.
0: I didn't really laugh at all, and I, well, I got the feeling that a lot of people felt like I did. The su- salt burn jokes were funny. The color purple jokes were funny. Uh, I, if he doesn't, if he doesn't... And, and the Robert De Niro joke was fine, even though the Killers of the Flower Moon joke, you know, bombed. So the bar two jokes bombed. If he just moves past them and maybe he gets a side right. laugh... but like, he couldn't move past them. Like, you
1: can't make edgy jokes and then feign offense... If you have that the audience reacts in the way they do, if you have nothing to like, come over the top with. Right. That's what makes Ricky Gervais a great host and Stephen Colbert and stuff. Like you have to deal, roll with the punches and just let them roll off your back. You can't address the bombing as like, oh, this is my
0: fault. Yeah, it, he was immediately defensive and and yeah, it, uh, lashing out at his writers. And it, 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 there wasn't even a joke in there. He was just, my jokes are funny, my writer's jokes are bad. Yeah, know. S- so bizarre.
1: And maybe it was jitters, like. This was a disaster from the jump. You should, you can't hire a host for a major award show just two weeks out from your award show for one. Fair. For two, you can't have that host be a first-time host right. who's never hosted something so major, which is a, a red flag I said when, when this news dropped that he was going to be brought in. Like, it's just, I, I felt bad for him, but also he handled it in the moment very roughly. It was just just bad all around. I, and for me, it was it was
0: yeah. a harbinger of things to come. I did not like the presentation of this show overall. I feel like there was extra pressure. He's the first Filipino host of a major award show. Sure. He kept talking about how this day meant everything to he and his family. His sister was there. His his kid his son was there. He's talked about them a lot in his uh, act over the years. Again, I you know I've, I've watched a couple of his acts, a couple of his specials, and I've enjoyed him. I really, I really love him uh, as a comedian. I don't know if they vetted how combative he was to hecklers or whatever. I mean, that's probably something you should do. And somebody who can you know maneuver and not make everybody feel bad Gotta but I roll with the punches. Like I started drinking Guinness after this monologue. I was just like <laughs> and, I, and look I don't I have four Guinness when I drink Guinness. It's, it's no more, no less, four Guinness. And seventy one degrees. <laughs> seventy one yeah. degrees. It's a work of art when you pour it in the glass. I don't care. It it's what uh Christopher Nolan filmed for his VFX. We've been yep. over this. That's why you picked Oppenheimer, yes. Uh look at I I had to, I, I, I probably shouldn't say this, but I had to after this freaking monologue. It was awful. It was bad.
1: It was 12 bad. 12 minutes! And yeah, 12 painful minutes. And, I, you know, it, it brought up memories of, like, the Rob Lowe, Snow White Oscars opening or the Anne Hathaway, James Franco. It, it has at least been a while since we had a host do so poorly. Yeah. And... I mean, so I, you know, it's a tough, it was an unfair position, like you said, being hired so close, all that pressure on top of it, all the cultural pressure behind that, but yeah, not a, not a great showing, like I said, Harbinger for things to come, I thought there were problems with production, I thought there were problems with directing, everything that wasn't the awards and the speeches, I thought was... Not well done, and for a first showing on a new network, for a first showing after you know this racial uprising and this 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 yeah. culmination of all these changes that the HFPA or the former HFPA underwent, a poor poor showing for
0: me. I I couldn't agree more. It's just it's unfortunate because this was a triumphant return, at least in the sense that they had remade who they they were. Yeah, and we were yeah. we were pleased with that, and so were many of people in Hollywood for the. To the fact that they were all there, pretty much. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean few people abstained, but for the most part, everybody showed up again. This was your opportunity. Did I dunno. Maybe the HGA yeah, Astros are gonna take over. I maybe that maybe when that's your biggest, in the inevitability. Your
1: biggest uh crowd shots are, you know, Selena Gomez showing dismay and Taylor Swift giving you the stank eye. That's that's not a good sign, I don't think. But uh those were the moments that went viral on social media right. from the uh the jokes. Anyway, let's get into the awards themselves. So finally after twelve Painful monologue minutes. Uh, Joe Corey did bring up Angela Bassett and Jared Leto to present female supporting actor uh, in a motion picture, and it went to Jiv- Divine Joy
0: Randolph. Under the same moon in another Google document, we both wrote jokes about Jared Leto's gloves. <laughs> and I want to say I've never felt closer to you than when I put this document together this morning. We both loved the Divine Joy Randolph win. Yes. Uh, and we both loved Jared Leto's Serial murderer gloves. I uh, thought Jared Leto was funny, too.
1: He was <laughs> getting, like, these self-deprecating jokes about how he takes his roles too seriously and becomes all method and
0: stuff, and he was talking about how to prepare as a presenter <laughs> and holding the award. Like, yep. he was self-deprecating. I, I will say this. Their, every third presentation was pretty funny. I liked some of the bits, even yes. though they went for, like, the elongated joke, which couldn't have helped the runtime. How many Joe Coy jokes were just bagged and, 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 and stopped? Because the presenters went too long on the night. Even though the show only went over by like six minutes overall. They did a fairly well job bringing it back. But yeah, I think think Jared Leto's presentation was funny. As was uh, Angela Bassett there. But look at Divine Joy Randolph. Let's get into the speech. Yeah. This was a very sweet, appropriate speech. She nailed it. This has got to help her. She seemed nervous and overwhelmed. But honestly, Mike... When you when you seem genuinely nervous and overwhelmed, it's endearing. endearing. Oh, my God. And she delivers the kind of speech that's going to help Randolph going forward. I'm not sure she's going to go to distance, but 31 wins on the season now. She was minus 300 for this globe going into the night, minus like 225 for the Oscar. I mean, it's hers to lose now in supporting actress.
1: Yeah, certainly that seems to be the case, and that was the case with a couple of the, if not all, the acting uh, categories that we're going to comment on. But I'm with you. This is, she's entrenched in stone now as the front runner. I was always hesitant to like view her that way. I wanted to see her. Wanted to see that like somebody like the Golden Globes here would yeah. would basically. Uh, uh, affirm what everyone had as her as the front runner anyway, and this is this is it. And I don't even know who I would have as second right now. I mean, Danielle Brooks was a little shorter go, uh, as far as the odds go going into the Golden Globe Sunday, but obviously it didn't come to fruition for her.
0: She's only won once elsewhere. Jodie Foster's only won once elsewhere. I mean, we'll have to wait and see what the what happens at the Critics' Choice. But Randolph is sweeping the season almost literally yeah. with two tiny exceptions from Critics' Association. So yeah we can't think anything else at the moment uh but yeah it's a long season who the hell knows you predicted jody mike you got all of the easy ones wrong and all of the hard ones right that's right in terms of your predictions we'll go over our tally we both finished the same like a couple of dorks 10 of 15 anyway by I, I, i'm laying it, out it back but yeah <laughs>
1: Like I said, I just never – I never trusted – I knew Jody Foster was a favorite of the of the whatever the HFPA wants to call themselves now, but uh, I just never trusted that Divine Joy Randolph. I wanted to see it first, and now I'll be I'll be picking her going forward, that's for sure. Yeah, me too. Uh, someone else will probably be picking going forward. Angela Bassett and Jared Leto stayed out there to present male-supporting actor in a motion picture Robert Downey Jr., uh, who had the biggest ovation of the nominees as they were announced, and also just a note, there were no clips showed for a majority of the nominees on the night until the very end of the show.
0: Yes, uh, but there were some reaction shots. Ryan Gosling, he also got a, uh, a fun reaction shot. His blank face reaction shots throughout the evening, even on tw- film Twitter when he didn't laugh at the Barbie joke film twitter loved him for it so look robert downey jr gave an incredible speech what a force of nature yeah. he is what a talent my goodness but uh R- ryan gosling's not out of it i don't think it but he he is the clear challenger going forward because when you when you go up there in front of the hollywood elite and you deliver a speech like this that's immediately funny and improvisational and then beautifully uh just giving credit everywhere and singing the praises, and he, and you even wrote down something he said about the Globe's journalists here that yeah. was perfect.
1: Yeah, he thanks the Globe's journalists for changing their game, therefore changing their name. Salute! That was a nice shout out by him. I he's winning this Oscar. I mean, it's I just think it's happening.
0: He put that nicer and clearer than any of us ever could. And yeah. Yeah, he should have taken over as host for the rest of the evening, yeah. I'm sorry, Joe Coy. <laughs> Amongst other people, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bummer. But I mean it's been a close race up till now, so we'll have to see how the uh, the race moves forward with the critic's choice. We both picked I'm sorry, did we both pick Gosling? I think I picked Gosling we'll have to go into that, but I picked go- I picked Robert Downey. Gosling won the H C A, the Astra, which was a yeah. nice moment the other night. So I, I wonder if there's gonna be more of a neck and neck here I, but this is a this is the bigger stage you got too here.
1: many people. there's been too many people saying downey's a lock for me. I just people who talk to people just say it it, it seems like it should be closer but why is everyone that I've heard saying that it's gonna be Downey? It just seems like it's
0: in People say beep people <laughs> tell me people who are the people. people which people Mike oh <laughs> the people every people. I'll tell you what I know about magnets. You put a
1: little water on a magnet. Anyway, um, (laughs) went to a commercial, coming out of commercial. They tried to reclaim Joe Coy's, get a little momentum going, and it just went even further downhill. He
0: apologized again for this Taylor Swift joke. What is it? Immediately
1: after. He makes the joke about Taylor Swift and then apologizes, and that's when Taylor Swift was giving him the side eye, and that's when I knew, all right, it's time to, someone needs to, you know, like late night at the Apollo him and just get him whopped, whopped off the stage.
0: Quicksand. The more he struggles, the more he's sunk.
1: Awful. Uh Awful. Orlando Bloom and Amanda Seyfried came out to present female actor in a limited series, anthology series, or TV movie to Ali Wong for beef. Big night for beef.
0: (laughs) Beef. (laughs) Best beef. Uh, Seyfried, you you corrected me for three years. Yeah,
1: I'm never going to get that right. I've just made my peace with it. I'm sorry.
0: (laughs) So when Bill Hader kissed Ali Wong on the lips, I turned into a 12-year-old tween. I was like, ah! What was that? Where did that come from? I didn't know they were together. That was like the first time that's happened in a while. Where, I, yeah, I was reduced to a tween. Yeah, that
1: took some people by surprise. And a lot of, I saw a couple people like take offense that she thanked her ex-husband, her yeah. now ex-husband, and didn't thank Bill Hader. I thought that was fine. Like okay she was with her ex-husband while she was shooting beef that makes a lot of sense to me I don't understand the
0: outrage uh, yeah who cares but could she, you imagine
1: no. if we were a Hollywood gossip podcast no, no, how no, out no, of no, touch no.
0: we'd be I don't care <laughs> about any of that stuff I'm glad she won she deserves to win she was great in beef and I, I was not a huge fan of that series overall because it made me so uncomfortable I kind of mm-hmm. hate watched it but it was it, it did have quite the finale it was a good series I've kind of reviewed it a few times so worthy winners uh Ali Wong and here with Steven Yun yeah, Stephen Yeun wins as well. Hunter Schaefer and Justin Hartley uh, gave him the award. Best
1: male actor in a limited series, anthology series, or TV movie. Okay, it took <laughs> Ali Wong forever to get to the stage. And then it takes Stephen Yoon forever to get to the stage. And this is part of the production problem I had. They made this, like, a mouse finding a piece of cheese at the end of the science experiment type thing. The layout of this room was horrible. It took... It took some people like a full, literally a full minute to get from their seat to the microphone, and then, then they had to be wrapped up immediately. There was no time for speeches, which wasn't necessarily like that bad a thing, but I'd rather there be no time for speeches because the the pace of the show is moving efficiently, not because I'm watching Ali Wong and Steven
0: Yoon need to ask the cameraman which way is the right way to go to get to the stage. It was ridiculous. It was the human brain of mazes, like literally the (laughs) pathways of the human brain. They squished this entire room onto itself and like all of these little caverns. It was a salt burn, you know, tree uh, bush maze. That's what it was. And and look at Mike, we know what this show is supposed to be. It's supposed to be drunk. And this is why it didn't go well. If you can't get to the stage, how the hell are you supposed to get back to the bar? The drunk
1: the drunk wins out when you're making, like, one-off one-liners that you shouldn't make and, like, heat of the moment. But you know what you need to make those one-liners? is a microphone. You got to get to the stage. The drunk doesn't work if you need these people to follow a maze like a supermarket during COVID-type layout where you can only go up the aisle this way and down the aisle this way. It was ridiculous. I don't know. The HFPA or the former HFPA went out of their way to sabotage themselves. They waited so long to hire a host. They hired a first-time host on top of it with all the the co- cultural uh, uh, motivations and the cultural pressure he put on himself there on. They put this ridiculous layout in the room on top of it. The production cues were misfired all night. The cameraman was kind of late because the director was late calling the show. I don't know. They
0: sabotaged themselves. It's Dick Clark Productions. They've been in business right. for like how many decades? What are they doing? I, I, don't, I don't understand know. it. Anyway, it took away from Stephen Yoon's moment for me and Ali
1: Wong's for that point. But anyway... Coming back out of commercial, Julia Garner and Jonathan Bailey they presented
0: Female Supporting Actor Television to Elizabeth Debicki for The Crown. And I'm glad to see this. She's she's deserving two really strong seasons from Elizabeth Debicki. She's been a great actress for for years. Even she was a standout in Widows, Michael. She was a standout in yeah. Tenant, Tenant, uh, the yep. Chris Nolan movie there. And uh, even though I wasn't a huge fan of this last season of The Crown because of the artistic license, like I don't want to see ghosts of dead legends come back like in these strange scenes like from Hamlet's ghost what are we doing uh but yeah Debicki wins and that was the first upset on the night for me uh for the most part because I yeah I thought Waddingham she had won everything Hannah Waddingham of Ted Lasso for the longest time but yeah she's going against drama and comedy here which is cool that the Globes does
1: yeah, rough night for Ted Lasso overall as we get into the TV awards. Uh, Elizabeth Debicki wins it. She may also – one of the biggest laughs for me on the night was Elizabeth as She's running down people off the top of her head to thanks, and at the just in the middle of her flow, she goes, who else? Well, maybe that's it.
0: I, I thought that was cute. And yeah, it was cute. And then she named, like, the <laughs> – three most right. important people. Oh, right. my husband? My godmother. Oh, it, was, it was sweet.
1: Uh, Ray Romano and Carrie Russell were out next present male supporting actor television uh, to Matthew McFadden of Succession. Big night for Succession. This was one of the highlights was the interaction. The bit. One of the few bits that worked for me was Ray Romano and Carrie Russell. Ray Romano saying how it's the new year and in keeping with the new year he wanted to say that uh, he wants to tell the truth more and uh, and in, in the spirit of telling the truth he was blown away by Carrie Russell in the American Americans. And Kerry Russell responded by saying, I'm going to be truthful, too. And I loved everything you just said, Ray.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Very funny. Uh, (laughs) listen Carrie Russell deserves a uh, Emmy for that performance yes that it was, was great so pitch perfect she nailed that and then uh, you know uh you, you're gonna win tonight and I'm almost up to date on the laundromat it's brilliant so <laughs> Ray, just Ray lying to came, each other yeah, yeah Ray came back and they just lied for the rest of the time really it was great. good really good really good really good um, so I wanted more of that, even though that was a hard bit to pull off. They went for degree of difficulty on some of these bits, didn't they? but, But still, this one worked. And Matthew McFadden, of course, he's been winning everything. Why are we surprised? Yeah, I just adored
1: every second of playing the weird and wonderful human grease stain that was Tom game. was one of the uh, highlights
0: from McFayton's speech there. Yeah, good uh, TV supporting actor category, too. The, the nominees were excellent. But uh, he did spoil the entire series of Succession in his speech, which I'm not yes, going re- to did now, but what, what the hell? <laughs> he did. You could, yeah, there was a couple
1: spoilers on the night in speeches. you could argue, and we'll get into them. Uh, uh, we'll, we'll talk about Caught
0: them. Christine Trier.
1: Yeah, exactly. Caught. Joe Coy, coming back out of commercial, Joe. Jokes about oh, his being Filipino and them serving sushi for the night and how off touch and out of key that was, because as Filipinos, they always cook their fish. So sushi doesn't go oh, with his. Yeah,
0: yeah, what, yeah it, what, right. the, what the hell? It's Nobu Sushi. We're celebrating Nobu Sushi and, on the night. And you make this low hanging fruit joke that Filipinos yeah. don't really are, are not behind sushi as a international beloved food. What are we doing, Joe? It's very,
1: very defensive and just odd. Um, he then announced the Golden Globe Fellowship Scholar recipients. We followed that up with Daniel Kaluuya, Haley Steinfeld, and Shamik Moore. They were out to present screenplay, motion picture, and it ends up going to Justine Trier and Arthur Harari for Anatomy of a Fall.
0: I love this joke, by the way. We, we pretended, or we had TV executives write this presentation t- for us to prove that they need writers so that we don't have to have a writer's yeah. strike next time or something. So, Kaluuya, Se- Seinfeld, and Moore did a wonderful job there. Uh, but my favorite win of the night for Anatomy of a Fall here. I love this movie. I thought this script was the best of the year. I did not predict it. We both predicted Oppenheimer. So, that was a big L for us. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, of course we would. I mean, Oppenheimer's won 10 wins on the season. Uh, leading there. But look, man, I didn't do a ton of gold globe, Golden Globe crossover stats because it's obviously a new voting body, but I just did this one. I took an old stat and updated it to make it 10-year stat and 11-year stat, but here we go. 23 of the last 25 Oscar winners, excuse me, Oscar nominees in the last five years uh, got Golden Globe nominated before they got Oscar nominated. That's 92%. So these which makes
1: sense going from five at the Globes only right. one screenplay category to the two screenplay categories at the Oscars. Yeah.
0: In the last eleven years, they've only had seven misses. So mm-hmm. Golden Globe nominees in Best Screenplay typically get nominated at the Oscars. That being said, Golden Globe wins for it's only four of the last ten Golden Globe winners have have won the Oscar. And we had talked about this when we just started. Like Get Out wind up winning an Oscar, and it was one of the few misses at the Golden Globes. It wasn't even nominated, but right. this was that's one of the misses. But this doesn't necessarily cross over we saw uh mcdonough win last year from banshees all right it's 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 not the best track record it is a new body so maybe i mean just overall i feel like the golden globes are going to be more akin to the critics choice awards oscars crossover at the end of the day is my guess more a little more of an international slant kind of in between BAFTA and in between the Golden Glo- uh, the critics choice but we'll we'll have to wait and see because that's going to take like 5 years to play out. Yeah,
1: the the lack of crossover that's always been one of the famous things about whatever the HFPA was is that there was like one member who was an HFPA member and an academy member so it's not necessarily a a, a huge sharing of even voting uh, between right. those but what's
0: important is there was a lot of members of the academy in the room. Yes. And, up for and the Golden look, Globes, obviously. This was a high-profile win for Anatomy of a Fall, the highest profile Huge. yet, after several high-profile wins at the uh, European Film Awards, at the Cannes yep. Film Festival... So Anatomy of a Fall with seven wins for original screenplay on the season does not get a Critics' Choice nomination, so it almost needed to win here. Otherwise, maybe it gets forgotten in original screenplay. Maybe it's vulnerable in original screenplay, even though it should not be, especially after Barbie moves out of original screenplay. So this kind of cements Anatomy of a Fall, at least in that category. But I think this actually boosts Anatomy of a Fall on the bubble in Best Picture. And I, I, at least, I hope that that's what happens. We'll see. You don't think it's cemented in Best Picture yet? I, know I you do tweeted not. that. Nasty. I, I'm, I am afraid. I am afraid that it is not. Maybe I'm just being a worry wart there because it's one of my favorite movies on the year, Anatomy of Fall. Uh, it's like my three or four. I got to rewatch I, Oppenheimer, but it's up there. I think it's in. I, I do think it's in, and it had a
1: great night at the Golden Globes too. Yes, sir. Um, so not as good a night as I predicted, and it made me look like a fool. Uh, we're we'll going to do it. <laughs> I am revolting <laughs> against the movie now. <laughs> George Lopez and Gabriel Iglesias were out. Uh, you have two stand-ups come out. You have a brand-new stand-up comedy uh, category at the Golden Globes, right? Of course they're going to present that. No, they presented male actor to TV, musical or comedy, and that went to Jeremy Allen White for The Bear. Uh, look, look
0: at, can geez. I just say first and foremost, yeah. that was a contest of best hair. George Lopez. George Lopez's and hair was just magnifique. Jeremy <laughs> Allen White's hair. <laughs> yes. Oh my god! I've never been more jealous of. Uh, it was my a, life. it was an ad for
1: Moose. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> it just the hair standing on end. Jeremy Allen White.
1: He he reminds me of one of those guys who's at like the high school party who you all you just have your eye on because all he does is sit in the corner and rip cigs. But he's the guy that every guy walks up to to joke with and every girl walks up to to flirt with. Mm. And you're just like, God damn. Busting my ass here, trying to impress people, and they just go to him because he's that cool. He's, he's just—he's cool. so cool.
0: Damn it, he's that cool. But doesn't he feel like he's always looking stressed? Yes, but I think that's part of the allure, that's part of the cool. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It's, it's like it's stressed on the in the
1: eyes. You can and tell this... there's a world of
0: hurt there. Yeah. Okay. I could I, I, mm-hmm. I could see that. Which and mm-hmm. he was very good in the uh, the Iron Claw. Even though, God, my heart. Yeah. Big night for the bear, too. Uh, We'll we'll keep talking about that. Jim Gaffigan was out
1: next to present that aforementioned Stand-Up Comedy Performance Award, the new category, and it went to, you won't believe this, former five-time Golden Globes host Ricky Gervais won the first-time award here for Stand-Up Comedy Performance.
0: We did predict this, even though we said this was going to happen and we were going to be mad that it wasn't Chris Rock for that stand-up even yeah. though that Chris Rock stand-up was hit and miss but it was a huge hit for us we covered it on Oscar Race Checkpoint because it talked like the last 20 minutes about Will Smith uh these were funny clips from the stand-up comedy specials I will say I did laugh at them I liked that they showed long clips here uh Sarah Silverman made me laugh it was just like <laughs> I, uh, I forget the joke now but oh whatever I just that but... <laughs> <laughs> it was just a word pronunciation joke would tickled me tickled by fancy like a Jesuit versus you couldn't have done that better if you <laughs> planned that but Jim Jap- Jim Gaffigan had a funny acceptance I you're not Ricky Gervais. Give me
1: that. <laughs> yeah, uh, Jim Gaffigan, I thought, was hilarious. Like He was up there talking about how, how for 80 years the popular yeah. people in Hollywood have been throwing a party, and finally with this first-time award for stand-up comedians, they finally invited the talent. I thought Gaffigan was great in, in giving the he whole presentation funny. there. He
0: was funny. Is that is, is that a new category? I'm from a small town in Indiana. I'm in Hollywood. I'm not a pedophile. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a pedophile. Yeah. People didn't like
1: that joke. I saw there were people they did all, not, not necessarily like that. on Twitter. Come on. Yeah, that's making yeah. fun of the whatever. I, I'm with you. I'm with, with you. I was there.
0: Jesus, anyway, uh, funny. Yeah, we'll or Jesus. Excuse
1: me, Jesus. <laughs> I, I will say this though. I, did, I have noticed uh, looking at the the clips of um, Anthony Jeselnik, for example, I, he was out there talking about how they took the the. the it's nice that they're finally recognizing stand up comedy at mainstream award shows, but the nominees were like they should have just called the category of the five stand ups your mom and dad know about. Mm-hmm.
0: it's on took, CBS. Like, the most Anthony. mainstream, exactly. Anthony, yeah, it's well, on CBS. I
1: just Mom. wonder if that was a pervasive thing for uh, a lot of stand up comedians. Uh they didn't appreciate the, the nominees necessarily.
0: Well, but le- we're gonna get to it, but what do you think what do you think acquitted itself better? This category, best stand up or popular film?
1: Well we'll talk about it we'll when we get there. All right,
0: we'll tease it. Good.
1: Utkar, Shambutkar and Rose McIver from Ghost on CBS were out to present best motion picture non English language, and that also goes to Anatomy of a Fall.
0: Love it. Wins Best International. Uh, the zone of interest keeps getting its butt kicked by Anatomy mm-hmm. of a Flaw, Michael. But these two big wins are important for Anatomy of a Fall's sure. best picture candidacy. I'll say it again. Yeah, absolutely. And Trier uh,
1: was back out there giving her a speech. And this one, this second speech felt like a speech, which she knew it was going to be the last time she was going to be up there uh, speaking on the night. She gives a shout-out to Milo for his performance as yes. the, the son there. Uh, really good speeches by her. I liked
0: uh, shouting out the the sexiest lawyer in the Al- French Alps, <laughs> you know. Yes, Swan yes. on our law there. That yeah. was funny. But, really yeah, good job. really good job.
1: Uh, the stellar... Joe cried right and continued as Kevin Costner and American Ferreira were out to present female actor in TV series comedy and musical Ayo Itabiri, uh One for the Bear. I know I mispronounced that. Edebri, a- a I think is so, how you pronounce that.
0: Edebri, yeah. Ayo Edebiri. But look at the stretching of the rubber band deadpan is not necessarily... The America Ferrera Kevin Costner brand, even though it got like some pity laughs out of me, and I, again, I thought America Ferrera, and uh, she did a wonderful job trying to sell it. Like it was adorable. Yeah, she did. Sincere. She was great. Costner was breaking every two. I don't. I don't think he knew what bit he was in. I, he he like lost track of the bit, but that's not his fault. He's not a comedian, man. He's I mean, not it's, that guy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, how many westerns could this guy have to make before you just like keep the joke simple and just. <laughs> What the hell are we doing?
1: But a, a nice Devery, yeah, it was great in her acceptance speech. Speaking of endearing, she was like overwhelmed and exacerbated, and I think that's part of the reason everybody loves her for that authenticity. And she made a point to thank all of the her agents and managers' assistants,
0: Love the people that. who actually answer her emails. Big pop for her for saying that. Love that. Even though she did speak too fast, but we've been there. I yeah, mean, of course, uh, we've been overcaffeinated before as well. But she spoke so fast, and Kevin Costner spoke so slow. And they cut back to Kevin Costner speaking like, <laughs> like the sloth and Zootopia. Like, what are we doing?
1: Costner and Ferrara did stay out there. They presented Best Male Actor in a TV Series Drama, and that went to Kieran Culkin for Succession, uh, rolling out Succession's big night. One last wrap around the bend there.
0: I love this and the the suck at Pedro mine right. was act, that's hard to pull off man you got yeah, to be is, a funny guy especially to, for and, someone as beloved as Pedro Pascal right. to be the the butt of the joke there yeah and he sells it perfectly but they're obviously friends they know each other i guess i assume and and yeah, and, and yeah he 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 sells it Kieran Culkin thanks his mom and we know that's a legendary child actor family the Culkins so it's nice to mm-hmm. see nice to see that and and yeah I mean he, he was very grateful coming back here he was Given also Given that cool. speech about
1: being there 20 years ago yeah. on that stage and just thinking he'd never get back That's that was like a shock to the moment like oh man yeah you forget of course everyone remembers Macaulay and we know Kieran now from Succession but you forget Kieran Culkin's been in this for a long time too
0: absolutely forever and he was cool on the red carpet too and people were talking to him about like Succession spin-offs and at first he like wasn't but he listed a bunch of successful spin-offs in TV history and he was like for everybody loves for but christ i mean I, I wouldn't say so but then again you know greg should have his own show <laughs> cousin greg and i'm with you on that and he was really he, he really did a nice job uh him and mark had some awkward hello goodbyes but i do uh I, I i am a fan of karen Culkin. he's got a sundance movie coming out i'm rooting for it uh one of the bigger upsets of the night
1: was we came back from commercial there florence Pugh and natalie portman presented best motion picture animated
0: and went to the boy and the heron great job by you man you picked yeah. this yeah Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, I'm very upset for it. This was like my biggest bummer on the night. 22 wins on the season for Spider-Verse, including HCA over the weekend, the Astra, uh, including NBR. But look at this is a race. Boy and the Heron won in New York and L.A., the New York Film Critics Circle and the L.A. Film Critics Association. Those are two big wing wins, as Ann Thompson always likes to point out. So the Boy and the Heron is very much alive in this race, and obviously now, uh, after winning the Golden Globe. Uh, but yeah, you picked all the hard ones, man. spider-verse was drifted out to a uh a minus 600 favorite
1: by the time showtime came really i was looking so that was like entrenched as uh, something that everyone expected to win when we were talking about the odds it was at like minus 400 i think yeah wow you could have made some money so you could have made some money
0: uh too bad by you yeah Yeah. but uh, the boy and the heron it's a crazy movie but it is good my brother and i saw it together and he was like Man, that movie is weird, but I think I like it. <laughs> I agree with him. <laughs> Damon and Affleck, they went out, they co presented a uh,
1: director of motion picture, and this was the biggest layup of the night. Christopher Nolan for Oppenheimer.
0: Huge ovation. Like, yeah, big this pop. Is, this is the kind of pop that I tweeted about where everybody in the room wants to work for you on your next movie. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yep. <laughs> And yeah, his gambling odds just shortened by like at least this a thousand. Is, it's over.
1: This category is, is I mean, you can't this is over, right? There's no way. Yeah. I mean if they if they were ever gonna be an upset, it would be here on this stage with Scorsese, I think.
0: Right. We we were saying that. Yeah. He's got four wins on the season, including H or NBR, but HCA, NYFCC and now the Golden Globes go for Christopher Nolan. This is likely a sweep. He
1: uh, also talked about, much in the same vein as Kiernan Culkin, the only other time he was on the Golden Globes go- Golden Globe stage, mm-hmm. uh, Christopher Nolan, that is, was when he was accepting an award posthumously for Keith Ledger back right. in the day. And he talked about the similarities, about how awkward that moment was, but how, looking up, he saw Robert Downey Jr. giving him support, much like he looks up and see RDJ giving
0: him that same support. Now, a very, very cool speech by Nolan. You, you know thinking, what? I yeah. And you know what I like by when I think about directors who win big awards at award shows? I think about the movies where I f- fell in love with their directing ability. And Oh, nice. Like, Memento, I fell in love with Christopher Nolan movies. Went back and watched the following. I remember as a student, I was like, oh, this is my guy now, bro. <laughs> Bro, this is my guy, and I was with the bros back then. And Nolan's been my guy ever since. I'm happily with the bros now. But like Greta Gerwig wins, and Francis Ha, and we we watched all those movies coming up with uh, the Noah back where she and him sure. co-wrote and co-directed. I can't remember which one, but all those like uh, we rewatched them a few years ago for the back movies. And Greta Gerwig, Little Women, and she's taken off. And then Yorgos Dogtooth was so effed up. The, the Killing of the Sacred <laughs> Dio was so effed up. But these guys are winning movies. You know, they're winning awards now. And they made rad movies then. So I'm just really excited. It's it's it's, it's like that's they were cool. in high school earning their stripes. And then now they're all professionals in the world. And we're growing up with them. It is very, very cool. I agree. I love that. I just thought about it all night. I was like, I was was in. I was in on the first album, man. Yeah.
1: (laughs) I liked them before they were known. That's right. (laughs) Coming out of commercial, Naomi Watts and Michelle Yeoh, they presented female actor for a motion picture, musical, or comedy. And it went to Emma Stone, uh, who was the betting favorite, one of the moments of the night for me, they're going through the nominees, and again, they go back. I mean, they did show clips for the stand-up category. They haven't really shown mm-hmm. clips for anything else, and instead they're showing reaction shots for the nominees like you mentioned. And they get to Jennifer Lawrence for her reaction <laughs> shot, and she mouths perfectly to the camera, if I don't win, I'm leaving. Very funny.
0: <laughs> She's been funny as hell all year, Yeah, Jennifer Lawrence. She was funny. Oh, my God, she was funny on Hot Ones. Love yeah. that. She was great. She ate the wings, as the B.O. boys like to say. She put pumped the movie up. Loved it. And, she's fun. and she was funny in the movie, and she's funny... She uh, was great. I like that movie, yeah. Uh, Emma Stone wins. I was not expecting this. Emma Stone had the loudest pop of the night. She did have a loud uh, ovation. She could not find a stage, which somehow made her more endearing. <laughs> uh, I, That's and, then, good. and then she gave a nice speech. She really gave a nice speech as well. Again, the speeches were really good.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, she thanks Dave, who maybe is her boyfriend, and this was the point where I was like, I don't know who Dave is, but could you imagine if we were a Hollywood gossip pod, we'd just know nothing? Just be in this totally blank and just fighting for our lives. Uh, she thanks Yorgo. Very sweet moment. I don't know what I can say to you that I haven't said to you already, but I will be forever grateful that we met. Uh, she cites that poor things to her as a rom com, but that it's Bella falling <laughs> in love with it with life itself yeah. and playing the character has made her look at life differently. I thought
0: it was really cool. Loved it. Loved it. And yeah, this is gonna be a hell of a race in in, in lead actress now because the two favorites. One we we think it was a, a two way race. We're five for seven on the evening and. Uh, uh, yeah, we're heading into Lily Gladstone later. Uh, but who ordered this show, Michael? We go from these, I mean, we, we got lead actor drama in the middle of the show. One of the biggest races on the night. Those three, a three-headed yeah. monster here yeah. is a two-headed right. monster. I forget. But gee, what are we doing? So I get what the idea
1: was. They wanted to stagger the comedy musical drama leads together. It. But yeah, you're right. It's just, uh, listen. <laughs> Not a great show. Not a great show for CBS. Uh, Yo and Watts stayed out there. They did present male actor in a motion picture drama. Killian Murphy for Oppenheimer
0: wins. That was a surprise to me. I really didn't expect him. I expected it to be Bradley Cooper. I really, really did. Shout out to Scott Yeager, who we were DMing throughout the night of uh, Challenge Mania. He's been saying, Mur- we're overthinking it. Just, Killian Murphy's going to win it, and maybe he will. Uh, but he he was talking about the Globes here. and That that's, does seem to be the case. Bradley Cooper... <sighs> this is this one hurts, doesn't it? This one hurts, because we both wanted I, to I say think this the was his biggest,
1: Yeah, I think the biggest story coming out of Golden Globes, and I'm not in the majority with this, but to me, the biggest takeaway is, I mean, you could argue about best picture still. You could argue about what happened with Barbie. Uh, br- the biggest story to me, Bradley Cooper's chances are over.
0: I think this killed his Oscar chances. It hurt because it was an adorable speech by Killian Murphy. And again, yep. we, we say the speeches matter. He got kissed by... Michelle Yeoh on the nose? And no, the... it was his wife. It was his wife, not Michelle Yeoh. It I'm was watching Michelle Yeoh French kiss his nose <laughs> in one of these clips. That's no? fine.
1: That's fine. It was We have it on good authority from multiple sources. The lipstick was his wife's.
0: Rudolph the Irish reindeer there. But it was cute. It was cute. And he got up there, and it was a short speech, a basic speech, like you said. But uh, it worked for me. I, I don't know. Bradley Cooper... Bradley Cooper, what does this man got got to do? You were tweeting it.
1: (laughs) Like, what does he have to do? He has become such very different people in all these performances. And these awards bodies are just like, hey, F you.
0: Well, what did Leo have to do? He had to freeze his ass off in the middle of the woods and get mauled by a bear. Doesn't it feel like that's where we are, though?
1: Mm hmm. Like, does, does this not feel like Bradley Cooper's in, like, that Leo 2014,
0: 2015? Like, come on! Well, poor Annette Benning, she's got to swim for most of her stream time. Yeah, it's true. What do these people have to Good do? Good point. Good point.
1: Uh, Joe Coy, just. Adding up to his night, he comes back and, and introduces Audra
0: Day and uh-huh. John Batiste. He mispronounced Audra's name as Andra. That was he was flubbing pronunciations yeah. all night too, which made everything so much worse.
1: I mean, Audra sticks out to me because she won a Golden Globe and one of the big upsets of the most re- of the past five years. Yeah, like, and, like, and you're the host. Of, I don't know. I, I feel I feel really bad for Joe Coy, but he did not help himself either. Um Anyway, the uh, Audrey Day,
0: John Batiste were out to present Best Original Score Motion Picture. Uh, Luke Wood for Oppenheimer. A big win, a fitting win. Every time we heard the score playing for an Oppenheimer win, all five times, you're like, oh wow, that score is great. Yep. Oh my god. Oh, I love it. I want to just yeah. work out to that score. I'm going to start working out again. I, this is a new re- year's resolution <laughs> that I will take on once my foot feels better. But, no, I have to. I have to. Like, the Jerskin-Fendrick score at the end of the movie was good. Uh, the Barbie, uh, excuse me, the Boy and the Heron score at the end of the movie was good. Killers of the uh, Flower Moon, Robbie Robertson, I we know that was going to be, you know, a, a rival. Micah Levy. That's an important nomination. I hope that happens for the zone of interest. Daniel Pemberton's been campaigning better than anybody else, but Ludwig Gronson's just the best score of the year. Why are we overthinking it? I agree. Ah,
1: I agree. I I also was infuriated to see that Ludwig Gronson is apparently 39 because that man looks like he is not a day over 23. He looks so young. uh, I got to get back in the gym. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what are we doing with ourselves? What here? are we doing? <laughs> this guy's winning awards and looking like he's a teenager. <laughs> Good for him. Uh, 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 Audrey Day and John Batiste stayed out. They presented an original song, too. These two had great. Ca- I mean, uh, there was a billion people who should have been the host instead of Joe Coy, and <laughs> these were two of them. I would have loved to. I mean, they're talking about how they were influenced by early video
0: game music, about uh, they're, they're reciting Mario songs off the cuff here. They were, they were great. It felt genuine and improvised, for for Christ's sake. So really yeah. good. Really good. I loved it.
1: Uh, Billy Eilish and Phineas, What Was I Made For, It does win original song motion picture.
0: Yeah, I feel bad. I picked I'm Just Ken. I feel like I, I, I gave up an easy one here. So you picked What Was I Made For. This is definitely the front runner. Even though I wonder, I do wonder if this is not a, uh, a sh- that short of a front runner at the end of the day, that there could be some very You
1: have been resisting this song Why? all year. Why
0: am I? Why? I don't I'm know. not a, It's such a, an important part of the movie, yeah. some of the most gorgeous cinematography of that Barbie movie, where when you actually see stills of that hallucination scene at the end, it's like that's what the afterlife should be in all... Yeah for all of us if if there is a god mm-hmm. like that's how beautiful it is oh my god and you don't oh. want it to win <laughs> why what's wrong with me i love dance the night i guess I, I there
1: is a resistance to the idea that Billie eilish is just gonna be this like <laughs> triple egot winner before she's 25 she <laughs> because she is well, but but she is
0: right why, why are we resisting
1: it she right. should be uh, that's certainly going to be the front runner in that category going forward, as it has been thus far. Anyway, Mark Hamill eventually was out. He presented that new cinematic and box
0: office achievement award, and it does go to Barbie. All right, so a bunch of stuff to talk about. We'll talk about it fast. Number one, Margot Robbie's speech might have kept this award going around longer, or it might have. Preserved the chances for them to reboot this award next year because she made it about it. an award for movie fans. Yep, which I thought was a great way to frame this. And you that took that,
1: said, and, 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 and I mean not to cut you off, but like no. if if it's not going to do what you just said, it's at least going to ensure that Margot Robbie wins every award she's nominated for at the Golden Globes going forward.
0: Well, here's you're really right. She might have saved this category. Barbie acquitted itself tremendously well on the evening, despite. Yep. having a rough day it only won these two it won the song and the, the box office achievement award he, he, I don't know what you do with this award going forward do you have to give it to the number one grossing movie now every year like or the, the number one grossing movie that has a positive Rotten Tomatoes score every year like is is this going to be Dune Villeneuve and and, uh, and Zendaya and, and Chalamet saying thank or you or is it year? that I, third I best picture well, that's the thing. I mean, thing. Is, we this, is this is this category the reason why Barbie got upset in Best Picture, Comedy or Musical? We talked about it that way months ago. We said mm-hmm. this was an easy puzzle theory situation. Yeah. People were going to relegate Barbie to this category, and poor things would take. And and why didn't I pick it? Because I was belligerent. I was belligerent with you and Dave. I was like, no, Barbie's going to win Best Picture, and it's going to it's got to win here to do it. But I don't know if Barbie hurt its chances that much by losing comedy or musical here's where barbie hurt its chances in my opinion because oppenheimer did so well oppenheimer yeah. cleaned up which is which can't help it can't help barbie because everyone's well, looking at oppenheimer like inevitable now
1: look i don't think barbie was ever going to go into Oscar sunday as the best picture betting favorite okay i think oppenheimer always was I, like i told you last night like i picked these three best pictures correctly if you want to count this as a best picture category as well the box office achievement I predicted them to go as they did, so I had in my mind, and I was saying all along that I still think Barbie's going to win Best Picture eventually. So like this is this is the path I expected this to happen with. I, I still think Barbie's going to win Best Picture. Yeah. That may change. I, it's not going to be the betting favorite certainly, and its odds probably are going to be longer than they were. And that's when when we talked about the uh, the the Golden Globes betting preview that we did with David Long. When I said if you're going to put money on Barbie for Best Picture, vote hope that poor things wins. Best Picture Comedy and Musical at the Globes. Because
0: you're going to get better odds. Well, dual shout out to the BO boys, the box office boys there and their podcast. They were on the show uh, a while back. and mm-hmm. I, I love them for it. Uh, I love their pod. I listen to every episode now. I'm a BO boy uh, of the Wanna wannabeo people. Look at, <laughs> I'm shouting them out for shouting us out uh, as well last uh, on their pro- podcast from this morning. And I'm basically like Rocky Balboa yelling out the window saying, Boy, are you with me. <laughs> I'm one of those, uh, but but look at they gave a 40 minute homily on their speech on their on their episode about why this award should be the last one of the night because it is the most important award on the evening. The Bo Boys, of course, they would say that, but they were wondering like all right, maybe in future years, this is not necessarily a category. It's just a one nominee because this should have been just a one nominee all along because Barbie was so obvious because it was the Cinematic and Box Office Achievement Award winner. Of course it was because it made the most money. It made it dwarfed everybody else by at least $500 million, even Oppenheimer, right? But I don't know, Mike. Like, do you have to give this award to the number one grocer on every year? Like, But here's the thing. It, it got Taylor Swift. Into the into the When Taylor Swift theater. showed up, I thought that I thought she was winning it. I thought that's the only reason she would show up. Selena Gomez had that viral moment with Taylor Swift on the night. Like next year, again, is Egghead Elvis, does Humpty Dumpty there, <laughs> and him and Denis are they if they make a billion dollars and get seventy percent on Rotten Tomatoes, who cares what the uh you know Oscar inevitability is, is that just gonna be the winner? the number one blockbuster on the year that will also get a best picture winner may not be a thing every year it might be next year again with dune though i don't know man like i don't what do they do with this category going forward it didn't like help with a press set a precedent did it if anything it might have set the wrong precedent but it did set a precedent with puzzle theory we think we hope for barbie
1: it's going to be funny too that if Margot's speech does strengthen the category going forward and if it is taken in a certain way like way more seriously in part be, and if like margo's speech becomes part of the highlight package that they show us to why it was taken seriously that could radically change the way we
0: look back at this award too if and say, barbie well, well barbie won this award how was it not taken seriously as a best picture threat of course if barbie wins best picture coming off this award win we're gonna have this award for the next 20 years And it's probably for the better. Like, we would believe that. We've been banging the table for that because we always thought that the box office achievement should. Like, we thought Avengers Endgame should have been nominated for Best Picture. We thought Top Gun Maverick should have been more of a contender. At least uh, I was banging the table for that, you know, uh, last year. And I think Barbie should be just like Scott Feinberg just changed his forecast, making Barbie the number one, just mm-hmm. like that red carpet seemed to be celebrating Barbie. Like Barbie yep. had a good night despite all of its high-profile right. losses because it had this moment, and Greta Gerwig did a wonderful job, and Margot Robbie did a wonderful job, and Barbie's still alive, but Barbie, like you're saying, is very clearly a challenger now. Oppenheimer is a front frontrunner. Yeah, it no always was, but it's solidified now.
1: And like we always say, you know, if you need someone to, to blaze a trail and be the leader in these types of things, look to the Golden Globes. We've always said that. Um, that's sarcasm. I just choked S- on my water. Seema <laughs> Lou and Issa Rae were out. They presented Best Limited Series, Anthology Series, or TV Movie The beef.
0: Yeah, it was always going to win there, yeah. and congratulations. Beef. Beef, beef, beef. Uh
1: it was funny. Lee Sung Jin, uh, quote, you know, our show is based on a real road rage incident that happened to me, so I'd be remiss not to thank the driver that caused that. There's I hope he's still guy. out there yelling at people. That was funny.
0: There's another guy threading the comedy needle, or at least trying to every time. <laughs> he could not have been unfunnier or less funny on the Gotham stage, but yeah. he was funny here. Good for yeah. him.
1: Uh Lou and Ray stayed out, they gave best TV series, musical, or comedy. That went to the bear.
0: The Bears winning a lot. It's not a comedy. <laughs> I don't know why it's in this comedy or musical category. This was the unfunniest season of television I've ever watched, but it was an awesome season. My goodness, what a great season, yeah. too. But Ted Lasso, I look, Ted Lasso didn't have as strong of a season as it's been having. I thought Barry was pretty good, but, yeah, I mean, it was a really good category overall. The Bears, not funny, but the Bears, a worthy winner of any category
1: cool of Lionel Boyce, too, during the acceptance speech to thank all the real restaurant workers in the restaurant community.
0: Yep, yep, good job.
1: Uh, coming back from commercial, Joe Cory yelling at the audience, calling them selfish and we didn't understand why. <laughs> Desperate. Desperation personified.
0: Yeah. Oh, it's Nick Cage's birth- birthday, yeah. but he flubbed that. He, he even flubbed yeah. that line. Of, oh, my God, saying it's so, Joe. Yeah.
1: Dad brought out Dua Lipa and Elizabeth Banks. They were out to present female actor in a TV series drama that went to Sarah Snook for Succession.
0: Uh, great uh, that she's winning everything now. We're rooting for her all these years. She's awesome. Uh, I watch even bad horror movies starring her. Yeah. Yeah. Right, <laughs> she needs to make a hundred more movies and TV yeah. shows, please. Fun, fun, and cute,
1: and a short thank you speech from her. In succession, obviously, uh, no surprise to anybody at this point. when best TV series drama. Gabriel Macht and Patrick Adams of Suits. They had a, a, a little Suits reunion on the stage there. I thought that was clever of the the Golden Globes to kind of uh, to hype on hop on, uh, hop on the momentum train that Suits has had on Netflix. They had a little Suits reunion. Gabriel Macht, Patrick Adams, and then also uh, they brought out Sarah Rafferty and Gina Torres. Is like a surprise for a Suits reunion, but yes, Succession wins best TV series drama.
0: Love to see them uh, there. It's fine. I'm not a Suits guy, but I, I like to see uh, I like to see those people because I recognize them and uh, I, uh, I recognize I, the fad right now with Suits. Is it a fad? That's again. I'm just backhanding everybody with my compliments. No, I just you did can backhand it that.
1: I refuse to watch that show. I refused well, yeah, to watch cause... it when it was on TV. I refused to watch it now. I will not watch Suits.
0: The legalese is not great, but run, No, rabbit. it's not run, that. Rabbit. Run, I, I backhand complimented Sarah Snook a second <laughs> ago. What's wrong with me? I have no tact. Having lived through the hell that is law school, if
1: you're going to pitch me a show where some guy had to got it to avoid all of it just because he's that smart, that guy doesn't exist. F okay. that show. Good. All right. Well, no. Here's let, me give, let me give you a 30-minute diatribe as to why <laughs> I hate
0: Suits. <laughs> okay. I, okay. I I get it now. But look, we could both agree that Succession was a damn good show.
1: Yeah, great show. And, okay. and fun to see them all together again for one last time anyway. Coming out of commercial, I don't know if it was because it was just so long and, and we were late in the night at this point and there was just so much unfunny stuff that happened. But mm-hmm. Kristen Wiig and Will Ferrell, they presented male actor in a motion picture, musical, or comedy. Paul Giamatti won. They had the stupidest <laughs> bit <laughs> Stupid. between them that God damn was I laughing hard at
0: it punished us for taking so long <laughs> and yet it rewarded us for waiting for it and when they yeah when they they danced which was funny and then good god Will Ferrell's reactions at the end of it and Kristen Wink, what again, is going on <laughs> brilliant brilliant funny and
1: then him yelling out the gold globes have not changed yeah <laughs> yeah killed me yeah I, I'd say you can go find just their presentation <laughs> online right now. It's on YouTube. It's like 242. Great, great watch. Uh, Giamatti wins, though.
0: Love love seeing him win. Love seeing him get up on the stage killing. Just yeah. killing. Joe Coy must have been oh, so jealous. I mean, <laughs> but this Italian stallion gets up there, and he's just crushing this crowd and uh, talking about, I'm never going to be a John Wick 5. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> His knees were hurting from all
1: the standing up and sitting down and all yeah. the stairs getting there. Uh, Giamatti got to be taken seriously in this category.
0: Is it down now to Giamatti and Killian Murphy? Are those the two for lead actor? I am not ready to pro- proclaim this because he's not going against Killian Murphy and Bradley Cooper. If he wins Critics' Choice, Paul Giamatti, then you might be able to say, you probably can say that. Right? Yeah. But if, if, But clearly, I think the critics' choice could go any which way. If they go Killian Murphy, then it might just be Killian Murphy taking it. I may be just banging the table and just come to my senses that he's going to take it, and Giamatti does not have a chance. Because historically, comedy or musical is not a category that has a huge connection to the Oscars. It's just the way it has always shooken out to the point where people make musicals that are all very funny – Globe Drama nominees, and maybe we'll see that again in the future because they just play category fraud just to get it on the drama side. But that's been, you know, that's been changing recently <laughs> with everything, everywhere, all at once, etc. Or, or was that drama last year? Now I'm forgetting. No, 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 because Fablemans was drama last year. Yes. What the correct. hell? Everything, everywhere, all at once did not win the comedy side. I better go back. Better go back and look at this, Michael. What the hell won last year? Banshees and Fablemans. But where was Everything Everywhere all at once? Oh, my God. I never I think remember. It was comedy? I always forget to remember, is my problem, by the way. Everything think, Everywhere was musical or comedy and yeah, it lost. So, okay. comedy, comedy, yeah. Thank goodness. I forgot that it lost.
1: I thought that swept. Interesting. All right. Mm. Uh, Annette Benning and Jodie Foster reunited to
0: recreate My Nightmare uh, from <laughs> naiad They presented. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Motion picture, comedy, or musical, Come and that goes to poor things.
0: They did a fine job, but yeah, poor things.
1: I love both those women. I hated that movie,
0: poor, the, the Nyad. You have, yeah. yeah, poor things. We got to We may have to weigh in on poor things soon. I don't yeah, know if I've we not need seen a it yet. Third episode of a week here. You're gonna get busy, Michael. We gotta, gotta get, get, get busy. To the but even odds, three wins. The Venice win counted. Barbie, big loss. Even though it won the HCA, which is growing in prowess, high mm-hmm. prowess from the Astros. I wonder. I wonder if that Barbie win might have helped. Uh, but, or I think it did help. Uh, the holdovers, you know, loses here, but uh, the American Fiction loses here. We're not surprised necessarily. They only had two or three noms on the evening. But yeah, you're nine for 13 getting all the hard ones right here. Poor things. I think it would surprise
1: people to learn too was I think it was even the betting favorite. If it was, it was a coin flip either way with Barbie going in. So it's not, I mean,. Setting the lines, Vegas was on top of this. Yeah, but being I a got it wrong, threat.
0: so I'm I'm calling you uh, yeah. smart for getting it right. So I you think just take fair. the compliment, man. Just take well, take the compliment. I'm I was a genius. betting. Well, there you go. Um, I know everything. But then you're not a genius for what you got wrong. Just coming yeah. up next. But but first of all, I just want to say, Yorgos, really funny in his speech. By the way, like obsessed Spring, with Bruce Springsteen. Yeah. The Springsteen stuff was really good.
1: What is it with these international directors having this? When Arthur Harari was all about... Uh, who was it? Uh, it was Bob Dylan. Bob Dylan, yeah. yeah Bob Dylan. And, and now Yorgo loves uh, Springsteen. Anyway, Kate Beckinsale and Don Cheadle as we end the night here. Get towards the end anyway. Uh, presented lead actress in a drama. And we went to Lily Gladstone. I thought, sure, it was going to be uh, Sandra Holler.
0: The way the evening was going. Yeah, the was, way the evening was, was going, yeah. Was testing your theory there. Uh, but yeah, Lily Gladstone might just be unstoppable. Uh, she's really... Really acquitted uh, herself well every time she gets on the stage. T- last night was no exception. She's speaking Blackfeet uh, to to begin. It, it's 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 emo- a she's emotional, very clearly emotional. I mean, she was gonna quit acting. That that narrative is so powerful, Michael. Yeah. And then she gets an email from Martin Scorsese saying you have to be in Killers of the Flower Moon. Holy yeah. God! Legendary like story.
1: The the epitome of elegance like shouting out her mother who was there, who was near tears. She speaks in Blackfeet, which is the community that helps raise her. She says she's standing on the shoulders of all her systems. This is for sisters, every little... Ki- sisters, air- yeah. I'm uh, oh, sorry, air- what did I say? Systems? Systems. Yeah. Which we stand we're on. sisters, it. yeah. Systems, <laughs> shoulders. Thanks, everybody in the Osage Nation. This is for every little res kid, every little urban kid, every little native kid who has a dream. I mean, she was great. Can I say, too, mm-hmm. the fashion that all these women were pulling off in this night of this like high pressure night, Lily Gladstone, Divine, Jerry Randolph, Elizabeth Banks—they're like—and they talked about it on the red carpet too. These dresses that they have to fit into to be like fashionable, they cannot be comfortable. These poor women, like the things they have to do to be considered in high fashion, is insane. They're stuffed into these like—I mm-hmm. uh, mean, these these look like the most uncomfortable things ever.
0: They look like parked plastic. These dresses. Eric Anderson said that. Uh, <laughs> was it uh oh my god, poker faced oh Natasha Leone was wearing uh the eye of Sauron. Sauron, yeah, because they have these
1: <laughs> these edges of the fronts of these dresses that come
0: up so high and are so rigid. That it's got to be impossible for these poor women to breathe. Well, Rosamund Pike had the face protection. The shroud was actually... Yes. A, she, she banged up her face skiing, which I thought was, oh, my <laughs> God, smart. She injured herself, right. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, Elizabeth Banks, you're right. That was poor. And then, oh, my God, yeah. But Lily Gladstone... It, it took her a while to get up to the stage, but what she did, she made it worth every second. Yeah, so,
1: absolutely. Yeah. Uh, uh, good for Lily Gladstone. I do hope she wins. The, uh, for, to me, that's the best performance of the year overall, but I guess uh, time will tell. We will see. Oprah was out at the end, finally here to present Best Motion Picture Drama, and it does go to Oppenheimer, which finishes its five-win night.
0: Loved Emma Thomas. Uh, del- uh, lo- loved her speech. Again, You know, really important that these movies and these winners – quit themselves well and everybody prepared and everybody I, I thought they nailed it I mean the speeches were the saving grace of the show so
1: yeah everything the awards were great the awards were great everything having to do with the awards were great except I mean some of the bits were whatever but they're always whatever at award shows right. like after the first hour and a half this felt like an award show <laughs> the first hour and a half between production and the host and all that it was just very very bad Very poor, and that's where my my, uh, disdain for the show comes in. But, yeah, once we got into the groove of it in the night, this felt like an award show, which I think is what you want your award show to feel like. Uh, And I thought it was also notable that, you know, Christopher Nolan gets up and talks about, for Best Director, he talks about Emma Thomas almost immediately. Emma Thomas gets up to accept uh, Best
0: Motion Picture. She talks about Christopher Nolan almost immediately. That's awesome. That is awesome. Two partners. And he says it, two partners in life and in art. I was like teary eyed just watching yeah. it and they made so many great movies together as a director producer. What a, what a power couple. And uh, yeah, it was just, it's awesome to watch. And that's again, that score playing Ludwig Göransson's score when yeah. they walk up there, just felt right. 12 wins on the season right now for Oppenheimer killers of the flower moon had eight wins. Past lives had five wins. This wasn't, this wasn't a shoe in, no victory for Oppenheimer. We, th- I mean, minus four hundred was where it, I'm very surprised. Were, but we were, yeah, but we were considering Killers of the Flower Moon as a good
1: challenger here. Yeah, I'm. Su- I'm very surprised Oppenheimer swept the way it did mm. at the Globes. I would have thought that story was like too American. You know what I mean? I I thought I thought it was would have played better at like, you know, Critics Choice and the guilds here than it would have with an international voting body. So, yeah, the fact that it was so strong on the Golden Globes, I think, is the biggest detriment to Barbies or poor things or anyone, any other movies. Best picture chances right now. I think
0: you I think you and the rest of the Internet overuse the word sweep. But five of eight is a very good night. Uh, That's swept. Well, we we swept our predictions. (laughs) We both went 10 of 15 and uh, we weren't do better than that can't do better. Mathematically proven. You can't do better I mean, look, than 10 to 15. Everybody's grandmother and grandfather could probably have gone 10 to 15 as well. But we're all sweepers. <laughs> we're all winners. Um, at least I got all the easy ones right. I take pride in myself for that. And, Michael, you got all the difficult picks right. Uh, based, Did based we based get everything right
1: on. if you combine our things?
0: That is a great question. I'm just going to lie right now and say that I checked it and say yes.
1: Good. Well, that's why you listen to us, for those hard and true facts that you don't need to double check at any point.
0: I underthought all of the easy ones. You overthought. I I underthought all the hard ones you overthought all the easy ones and wow you are one pathetic loser (laughs) I just had to say that but like film tallies again Oppenheimer wins 5 of 8 Barbie wins 2 of 9 Poor Things 2 of 7 Anatomy of a Fall 2 of 4 and The Holdovers 2 of 3 TV tallies of course Succession with 4 The Bear and Beef winning 3 apiece yeah we did it that's the Golden Globes recap and reaction show Michael Barbie and Poor Things go combined
1: what four of sixteen, and yet everyone would say Poor Things had a great night, and Barbie might have had a poor one.
0: True, yeah, but people people uh, say the darndest things. And look at I'm going to walk away from the Golden Globes saying that Oppenheimer, Barbie, and Poor Things were winners on the evening, Anatomy yes, of the Fall here. was a winner. The holdovers was a winner. Like th- anything who won multiple awards last night was a winner, and it, I would even say Killers of the Flower Moon. Lily Gladstone winning is a winner. The wins matter at the Golden Globes. They always have. They always will. Yep. And they're less wonky now, I think, because they've rebranded themselves. They've fixed themselves to a degree. The Golden Globes have not changed. Are <laughs> <What laughs> they joke? We'll see. Uh,
1: Donna Langley also a huge winner on the night because every time Oppenheimer won, she was shouted out, and she was clearly the the trailblazer there at Universal that that helmed this project and like took it under her wing. And I think Universal should give her. A giant
0: race. It was a great bet, even though I think they were betting on the filmmaker overall. Yeah, and it was an even better uh, stroke of luck that Barbie wound up putting it putting themselves just out yeah. of sheer rivalry with Nolan leaving WB uh, on the same weekend. What a what a what a what a harmonious horrible <laughs> thing, vindictive awesome thing. <laughs> unbelievable (laughs) Uh, there you go
1: also Mike said it. that is your Golden Globes recap and reaction show as always dear listener what matters most to us are your thoughts Uh, what happened when you were watching the Globes what was your Globes watching uh, experience like what were you stunned by what were you surprised by Uh, what do you think got snubbed on the night and what did you think of Joe Coy Uh, I I feel bad coming out and saying I did not like a host but man that was not a good show for me but I am curious to hear what other people think here uh, and includes you of course dear listener you can leave us those thoughts, comments, concerns, and questions, as well as any other you have for anything else we do here in the MMO Empire on our social medias. We are Mike, Mike, and Oscar on Facebook and Instagram, at MM and oscar on uh, Twitter or X, Mike, Mike, and Oscar at gmail.com.com and on Reddit. Uh, We are available wherever you do hear podcasts, and if you listen to us on either the Apple Podcasts or Spotify app, if you appreciate what we do here, if you wouldn't mind leaving us a five-star review, those help us out immensely. Thank you to everyone who has done so thus far. Uh, Michael, tell the good people what's coming next. Let's Have some words of wisdom as well to end on here.
0: Lots more episodes of Oscar Race Checkpoint. We got the SAG nominations, the Screen Actors Guild noms coming Wednesday. We'll discuss those next. We got the PGA, DGA noms coming soon after that. A lot of the guilds will be weighing in, and we're probably going to be discussing those. Over the next few Oscar race checkpoints, as well, on top of the Critics' Choice winners, which will be next Sunday's award show. Uh, and then the noms hit. My God, is the season kicking into high gear? Uh, we'll be here for all of it. But look at, I mean, despite our predictive powers waning, I will say that I, I'm forced to believe this. <laughs> the conversation is more important than the prognostication. I think we had a good conversation here today, Michael. We'll continue to have those with ourselves and with us so hopefully some a few guests. We got to we got to get guests, but it's wise it's wise to just have fun with this cuz like this was a f- overall even the bad is still kind of good to talk about, right? You are fun, so fun. full of it because the prognostication was not more important. Than I the am forced to believe this now. I'm forced to believe this. I've lost my predicting powers back at the end of 2022. I yeah. just I, early in 2023, I lost my powers. I'm like the end of rookie in the year. I'm throwing the folly floater in a freaking world, a freaking uh, AL or NLCS. The folly floater. That's what I'm... You go 10 or 15 to.
1: and all of a sudden, it's not about the predictions. It's not, not about the wins things. or the
0: losses. It's about how you play the game. Uh-huh.
1: Uh-huh. Folly yeah.
0: floater. <laughs> 10 of <laughs> 15. We suck.
1: <laughs> when reality sucks, you can not about the predictions with us. <laughs> Mike, you can lie to yourself with us. <laughs> you can lie to yourselves with us. <laughs> Mike, Mike, and Oscar trying to make awards season year-round. Without the stuffiness, we will see you all very
0: soon. See ya.